the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's true to you, then it's true. No, it's not. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture. Welcome to the Disagree With Me podcast, podcast dedicated to considerate conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel Rodriguez, and I am your host, as always, joined by Ms. Killer Powers. Yo, yo, I am here on the ones and twos, and yes, I will sir. be very much in the shadows this episode, but I'm, I'm here. Yeah, lurking, lurking in the shadows. And today we are get, today we are joined by a very special guest, Michelle, is here to, to join us today to talk about uh, women's reproductive health or abortion. And thank you for coming on, Michelle. Hey, yeah, no, thanks for having me. I am very excited about being part of this. Yes, you're a very brave, brave lady to come on to this podcast. Um. But yeah, before we even jump into all that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do? What do you, what do you like? Why are you passionate about this topic? Yeah. Um, so I'm Michelle. I um, know Angel's wife. We actually went to high school together um, and we did musical. Very cool. Um, since then, I graduated college. Um, graduate with a psychology degree. And I think that's just what really motivates me is um, I like to think of myself as an empathetic, empathetic person. I just like to look at all perspectives of things and just kind of like the overall human experience. And I think that's what also drove me um, to human resources. So I'm in, in uh, the human resources department at my company and specifically my team overlooks um, employee complaints. So if the environment is not conductive for them to thrive as an employee for the company, we look into those concerns. Um, and I think particularly why I am passionate about um, this topic is because it impacts me personally. So um, beyond just abortion and women's reproductive health, um, I've personally participated in. I am currently on birth control um, and I've benefited from the aspect of not having, being able to control kind of like when I want children. If I want them at all, I haven't actually made that decision yet. So I don't know if I can either. Okay. That's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, no, that is no. Thank you for, for sharing. Um, yeah. Let's just dive in. Honestly, this is a topic that I wanted to have somebody on to come and talk about this for a very, very long time. I like And I, I hope I'm the right person to have this discussion with too. I think there's all sorts of people. It's like trying to find that right person to have that most meaningful conversation with as well. I think with yeah. this particular topic too. Yeah. It, it, and like the thing is like the point of this podcast is we just want to hear, we just want to talk with people that we disagree with. So like, I'm sure that this won't be the last time that we talk with somebody about this specific topic. Like, there's, there's always going to be someone, hopefully, that disagrees with us and wants to come on. And I think this is one of those topics that a lot of people disagree with me on. Because I see abortion as as murder. That's what I see it as. I, I, I see it as. Um, and that's that's where I stand. What would you, 
would you what how would you see abortion would you agree with that statement that i made do you think abortion is murder so i don't i don't think abortion is murder but i also don't i think if i was ever put in a position where i have a pregnancy that um that i personally just didn't want to continue with i want to say it's really hard to because i try to put myself in that position as well as like if i was pregnant say with um a high-risk child or if i was pregnant and i oh my goodness it's hard to imagine myself with it because I don't think I would go through with it, but I can definitely see instances where I would. Cause I, I still think that whatever is in me is a life, but I think the true discussion with abortion, I think where my brain goes to is kind of like the aspect of personhood Mm -hmm. almost. Um, so, and I think that's where a lot of people differ because it's just not as black and white as yes, no abortion. There's also a lot of people that differ on when personhood occurs. So there's people that, um, think or believe, sorry, it's probably the best way of saying it, that believe that personhood begins at conception or personhood begins at the first heartbeat, um, first, second, third trimester. Personally for me, um, I believe that personhood begins um, once the fetus can survive out of the woman's body autonomously without medical intervention or with. Um, And that usually is around, oh my goodness, medical advances are so fast. And I did take a child development course in college, which is probably outdated now, but I think medically we can keep children, if there's a premature baby born, we can keep them alive most likely at 25 weeks gestation, which for me is, I think, personally the cutoff point. But I also know that there is excruciating circumstances for having a pregnancy past 25 weeks as well. Okay. So so, so, so just to clarify, like you would say uh, that a, a baby or yeah, a baby in the womb, a child in the womb is a person at 25 weeks because that's when they're able to be taken care of even if they were born at 25 weeks they could be taken but care of outside. they are at that point autonomously don't need the mother's body for survival at that point would you like so one of the first things that comes to mind for me like when when i hear people say that because I've, I've talked with people about this topic off of this podcast and and that's one of the things that people say, you know, is the, you know, the baby's not going to be able to survive outside of the womb without the mother's help. Um, and so until they're able to do that, then they should be, abortion should be a, be an option for the mother. Um, would you carry that same, like, what if, what if medical advances made it to where at two weeks gestationally, let's just say, that's just a hypothetical situation, right? At two weeks gestationally, we could actually keep a child alive in the womb. Would you be willing to say that at two weeks, after two weeks, we cannot abort that that fetus, that baby? I mean, yeah, if we were at that point, that'd be fantastic. I wish, honestly, we were medically at a point where if there was a woman who was pregnant that looked to have an elective abortion, And we could have people on standby to take that pregnancy, but we're not there yet. And I think that's the ultimate thing is that when it comes to women's rights is that 
pregnancy on what's the word I'm looking for? Pregnancy unfairly affects a woman's body compared to other people. So when it comes to pregnancy, it's going to be using the mother's resources and the mother's own well-being in order to carry that life. And if that person is unable to do it, but we can transfer that life and have that a different person who wants to bear that responsibility and the resources for it, then I think we absolutely could or should. Would that line of logic follow to, let's say, a one-year-old child that that breastfeeds or nurses and and then in in a in a similar sense takes from from a mother? Mm, no. Um, so when I'm talking about unfairly, like there's unfair consequences to a woman when there is pregnancy. So pregnancy can result in death, breastfeeding from what I know, most likely doesn't result in death. If anything, there's discomfort. And I mean, at that point too, the woman at that point has the option to stop breastfeeding and use formula milk or use donated um, breast milk. So there is that choice still for that mother to stop breastfeeding and still give nourishment to her one-year-old. While with pregnancy, you don't have that option. Either the baby gets nourishment from the mother or it doesn't in the womb. And so if the woman decides that, you know, she doesn't want to nurse this child in her womb, she should be able to abort that child and kill that child. Well, I don't consider it killing again. I don't think it's murdering um, anything. It's just ending a life. And I mean, I'm going to be quite frank here. Um, not all life is equal. And I don't think the life of a fetus overtakes that the life of a woman who is anatomical or can make her own independent decisions while that fetus is unable to make its own decisions. So when does, when does a, when does a, when does a human being become a person then? So again, that's a different, it varies amongst people. And I think that's why this is such a hard topic to uh, talk about because we all have different beliefs. So for me, uh, again, it's about 25 weeks gestation. And thankfully most pregnancies, I think 1.4% of um, abortions happen after 21 weeks of pregnancy and typically are due to excruciating circumstances. 88% um, of abortions happen before 12 weeks. So there's not many women that have abortions after 21 weeks of pregnancy. So that's what I would say to that. Yeah. So like, so, so here's, here's where I'm coming from, from the very moment of conception when a sperm meets an egg there is a human being like from that very moment the, the dna is completely different and 50 percent of the time even the sex is different from the mother's sex in in that child they're either a, a baby boy or a baby girl and that's that's a human being from that moment of conception and so you you bring up something that's really important is you know we all have these different beliefs so how do we determine what is actually true right so I think what we when we start getting to like the nitty gritty of, well, at the time of conception, the life that's in the woman's body is human. Well, I mean, no, duh, it we're human beings like there's no way that I'm going to um, have sex with my fiance and oh, my gosh, a monkey or like a tadpole frog comes out like that's just unexpected. But I think it's important to say that it's a 
potential human. It's not a human human with its own independent conscious thoughts or actions at that point in time. Um, but when we start looking at that, I think when we look at the nitty gritty of, well, when do does life begin? I think we're also overlooking the fact of why women seek out abortions in the first place. Um, and I think abortions are a sad fact of our society because we don't support women the way we need to when pregnancy does happen. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, but if if it could be proven that abortion is murder, then it wouldn't it wouldn't matter why a woman murder her child. It would still be wrong. Like for instance, if it, even if I had excruciating circumstances in my life, but I killed my daughter who's one year old, it would still be wrong. Would it not? Well, yeah, because your daughter is a person who has her own independent actions, but I don't think we can call abortion murder. And again, I think when we start going to the nitty gritty of just like what is abortion, we're not going to the topic of why women seek out abortions in the first place. Um, And I think if we're going to have a discussion about abortion, I think it's even more productive to have a conversation of how to solve why women seek out abortion. I don't think many women go to an abortion or seek out an abortion and have like this elated feeling. It's heavy. It's a grab, it's a gravitational decision that many women make. And if we don't also include in the discussion of just this nitty gritty of something we will never be able to agree on how, like, how can we prove that abortion is murder? It's based on your own philosophical stance. And again, abortion, the whole discussion of it, the way that I think the conversation is going is philosophical when I think that we can go in a much more concrete way of trying to solve why women seek out abortion through maybe social programs or maybe changing laws to help support women more when they are in a circumstance where they have a pregnancy that they didn't plan for. Uh, So it it wouldn't, I get what you're saying, but if it's proven that abortion is murder, then it doesn't matter the reason why someone commits murder. It's still wrong to do so. Like I said before, if, if I were to to say, well, you know, it's getting really hard for me to feed my daughter. It's really, really, really hard for me to, to pay the bills and having to feed her and take care of her, clothe her is adding a financial burden upon me to that I cannot, that I cannot um, continue to do. It would still be wrong for me to take that child's life. And so if if a child in the womb is a human being and it's a person, it, no, regardless of what the reason was for me doing so, it would be wrong for me to take their life. So human being and person are two different terms. So I think we need to classify that. So human being is a species, homo sapien, and person is something different. So person is actually independent of. Okay. And at that time, a fetus is not a person, but it is human based on its genetic makeup. Who, so you cannot. Who determines who determines who's a person? The individual. But I mean, also Webster, the dictionary did define personhood as well. And within that, um, within their definition, they do say that a person is an individual and autonomous. So 
with that saying, a fetus is not individual or autonomous because wherever the pregnant woman goes, the fetus has to go. Wherever, Whatever the woman ingests into her body, the fetus has to also then ingest it as well. There's no autonomy within the fetus itself. So it's to me, again, if it cannot live outside of the woman's body, there's no autonomy, which means there is no personhood. Except, except that a child from the moment of conception has their own completely individual DNA with their own genetic makeup. They have their own 50% of the time sex, which is completely autonomous from the mothers. They have their own fingerprints, their own hair color, their own eye color. They are their own distinct person with their own distinct uh, personalities. From the moment of conception, you and I, or you, Michelle, from the moment that you were in your mother's womb, you were Michelle. You have always, you have always from that moment existed. There wasn't a moment in time after that where you at 25 weeks became a person. And, and this is, I'll tell you where I'm coming from. See, I believe that there is, we can know things to be true, whether there's such a thing as right and wrong. And ultimately that's determined by, by our ultimate standard of, of truth, who is, who is God, the God that has created us. And, and he says that, that he, we are created in his image and that he knits us together in our mother's womb. And so that from that moment of conception, what is in the womb is a person. They are, they are a human being with innate worth and value that should be protected. And, and we cannot take that person's life because we have, because we think we can yeah, and I think that's beautiful um, in that you subscribe to a religion that has those beliefs. I personally don't. Um, I'm atheist. I don't believe that there is a um, super – I don't. I want to say this really respectfully. I don't believe in a higher power. Um, uh, personally, um, I think – and this is just through my own experiences, and I think it's in its own beauty that – things just happen randomly and that I think that as humans, we are to a fault. We put meanings to things. And I also think that's super beautiful as well. We try to, our brains are wired to try to figure out these puzzles and try to figure out meaning in things. And that's just the human condition. But again, when you start talking about at time of conception, it's, I don't think of it as like knitting. I actually was almost named Audrey. So I almost mm -hmm. was not Michelle, but yeah. um, no, when I say that, I mean like you as a, as a person, I'm not saying like your name, but I'm saying you as a person. Yeah. So, but like when you're talking about it to me, what you're describing is just the genetic makeup of a zygote. Um, I also studied biology for a couple of years in yeah. my college days. So what you're talking, what you're saying to me is basically it's a zygote. Yes, of course it has its own genetic makeup, but it doesn't have independent thought at that point, point in time. So, and I think that's what makes a person is just it's autonomy in that moment of time. So at that specific moment, and it, I mean, everybody defines it differently. There's some cultures that also define a two-year-old as having its own conscious. And that's when personhood head ends or starts. I also know um, there are some religious, um, I think some Christian sects that believe in like this quickening thing. So as soon as you can feel like the baby kicking, that's like the first kicks. That's when 
the fetus becomes a human or not, sorry, human becomes a person, but it's always going to be a human based on its genetic makeup because it is a homo sapien, but is it a person? And again, we can get all into the nitty gritty of it, but I think the ultimate, like we have the common goal is of, I don't like abortion. I think it should end and we need to come up with solutions for it. If, if abortion is not murder, then then why would why would you want it to end then if it's not a, if it's not murder what's why why is it a bad thing so i don't think necessarily the pregnancy is bad i i'm fortunate enough to never have been put in a situation where again i had to think about the dreadful decision of uh keeping or terminating a pregnancy but i think it's more of the circumstances of the pregnancy that I think people really start judging on. Um, you can, mm-hmm. I can definitely say in my point in time, I can definitely, I have the financial needs, stability, the resources to uh, carry through a pregnancy. But when you look at other people, some don't have the financial stability, the relationship stability, and actually a good proportion of abortions are actually to women who are below the poverty line. I believe the statistic is 75% of abortions belong to women who are below the poverty line. So I think if we were again, to look at the solutions for abortion, we could achieve the common goal of reducing the rate. And we could also achieve the common goal of um, reducing the rate of abortion through uh, better sex education and better access to contraceptives and continuing the research for contraceptives where even males can uh, have a contraceptive. So it's not, again, all bearing on the woman to take responsibility of a pregnancy. Okay. So Michelle, you said something that like, like my goal in with abortion is to see it completely eradicated. I I don't want to just see it diminished. I want to see it abolished. I'm I'm an, I consider myself an abortion abolitionist. I want to see it absolutely done. And and I think the way we do that is if we acknowledge it as murder, as the killing of an innocent human being, and we treat it as such. But you you said something a little bit back, right? You say you're an atheist. Would you do you believe? Michelle, that there is like, do you think that there is such a thing as a, as right and wrong? Yeah. I mean, moral morality or just like having a moral compass, I predates religion. So, I mean, yes, I do believe that there is right and wrong, but when you look at right and wrong as I've lived through my, want to say short, but it's felt long 27 years of life. Um, there is a black and gray to it where, and I think oh, you see these all along Facebook where it's like, oh, this might look wrong, but it's kind of like, um, I also took an ethics course mm-hmm. um, in college where it's like, um, is it right or wrong for a man to steal bread to feed his family? And that's what I kind of look at right or wrong. It depends on how you look at the the situation yeah. and how you fact find. And if you are if you are a Kant's person or whatever the good place says, it's a philosophy, I think, with good and wrong, with right and wrong. We're, but like in an atheistic worldview, right? And, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, but basically as an atheist, you would say that there is no higher being, there is no higher power. There is, we are, would you, would you agree with this statement? Are we as humans just chemical reactions happening in time 
Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think if you want to look at it very basic, low level, um, we're just chemical reactions reacting to space and time. Okay. But so is every other living organism out there. Um, But humans are more complex than that. We actually have this extraordinary way of looking at the world and manipulating it that other animals can't. Um, So we're more complex than just chemical reactions happening in a fleshy being reacting to the environment. But I would say, yeah, that's to the basis of a living organism. That is it. So how, how can you say from an atheistic worldview that this, like my chemical reaction that's happening in my mind is right or wrong because it's different than the chemical reaction that's happening in your brain. I mean, it's not, I don't think we're right or wrong with this. Um, Abortion is to its core philosophical conundrum to, I think a lot of people. And I think that's why we just can't, we can't pinpoint what is right or wrong about it. But I think why we have such differences in what's right or wrong is just based on our own experiences in our life and knowledge that we've gained. Do you you think that like, because again, if if we're going from an atheistic worldview, where there is ultimately in an atheistic worldview, there is no such thing as ultimate meaning because there's nothing holding us together. Like at our basis, we are just chemical reactions happening in time. Like right now, my brain is fizzing. It might be fizzing a little bit differently than yours, but it's just a chemical reaction. And there is no ultimate meaning. Just because I'm atheist doesn't mean that I don't believe in spirituality. Um, I definitely do believe that there is this interconnection energy between all human beings. And I think evolutionary psychology-wise, that's just how we're programmed. That's how we evolved. We are a social species. So naturally, even without having a higher, um, believing in a higher power, you still innately have this need to feel connected and spiritually connected with other people so i would agree on that but for different reasons (laughs) because i think i think that we all know that god exists and we live as if we did michelle because like you're obviously you went to college and you you got a degree because you you feel as if there are things important enough to know right you actually want to to gain knowledge you want to there you live your life as if there is such a stand like an absolute standard of truth like you you went to college to get a degree to learn things that are ultimately, hopefully, you know, I hope you learned the truth when you went to college, right? And 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 you, you, um, we talked a little bit before we started recording here and you're engaged and you're going to get married, right? I don't know if this is like news that we're supposed to get out, but, but uh, you know, you, you love somebody, right? And you're going to get married to them and you live as if there is a, as if those relationships matter. But ultimately, if we were to live in an atheist worldview like if we were to actually follow it to its logical conclusion that says we evolved from from non-matter became matter we evolved from fish that came onto land and then from african apes up to human beings nowhere along that line do we get ultimate meaning or truth or even things as like love and and actually give us a reason to care for other people because if it's survival of the fittest, it's what I want to have. And if we're just chemical reactions happening in time, 
then there is no such thing as ultimate meaning or, or knowledge or truth. It doesn't matter, ultimately. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> no, uh, okay. Yeah, maybe I didn't do a good job of explaining it. So, like, if, if there is, if, if all we are is more evolved African apes, why why is there why do why do we live our lives as if there's meaning if all we are is just a process of evolution like all we are is a science experiment happening in, happening in time where does meaning come from that i love that you said that we are a science experiment going through time because i think that's what humans are we are all one big science experiment put on by the world um but i think that can easily be described by evolutionary psychology and i unfortunately to not take that course, but I know evolutionary psychology wise as a social being evolved from apes, which are social animals, we drive to be with other people. And I think we're starting to get off the topic of abortion, but there, there is explanations with it because I know within a sect of psychology called evolutionary psychology, they do study this and um, humans were just evolutionary. Our brains developed to look at patterns and meaning even if like sometimes it's not there like puzzles why do humans love puzzles um that's what evolutionary psychology tries to help explain along with other parts of psychology but um i would say we evolved that way um to have meaning otherwise i don't know that's what i have to say about that yeah. evolutionary would, psychology <laughs> yeah no would it be wrong for somebody in some because there are people around the world that that believe that it is okay to murder or kill somebody and eat them is that a, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing hmm. i can't say to be honest you if somebody were to to kill somebody right in front of you and start eating them would you would you allow that to happen or will you try to stop it? I don't think that's right, but I also think um, that's different um, than what we're talking about. No, so I'll explain why I'm why I bring these things up because ultimately, the issue of abortion, as with any other moral issue, has to do with is there an actual absolute standard of right and wrong that we can appeal to and that irregardless of our situation our place and time so like for instance the person in in around the world that kills kills their 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 neighbor and eats them irregardless of what time or location whatever the circumstance may be that is always going to be wrong that is always going to be murder because we are, as human beings, made in the image of God, and God is our standard of right and wrong. And he says he does not murder, and so it is wrong for us to murder. So if What about in the instance of like um, conditions where people are murdered and it's socially acceptable, like the death penalty? So that would be, so we have to define murder. And so murder is, is, the, is the taking of an innocent human being's life with malice aforethought. So if somebody deserves a death penalty, because there are instances where somebody deserves a death penalty, such as, as when someone murders somebody else, that an innocent human being is life's taken 
that's murder or if they rape somebody or if they kidnap somebody then the penalty that they deserve is the death penalty and that would not be murder because you maybe we would agree on this right if somebody were to break into your house and in self-defense you were to kill them you would not be a murderer but what if that person that broke into my house, like this is where I think when you start looking at right and wrong is just so black and white that I think this starts becoming kind of like a look at different perspectives. Cause I definitely know like maybe that person came in drunk through the window, thought it was their house and you killed them. Like when you look at right and wrong and such, I think a strict lens, you start missing the empathizing piece and you, mm-hmm don't try to look from a different lens of what could be going on. So let's say somebody, this is a very graphic, just because I want to make a point. Very graphic, very graphic um, example. Somebody breaks into your house and pins you and is trying to do horrible things to you. Would it matter to you what was going through their mind and why they're doing the things that they're doing, or would you fight them back to the point where you would be willing for them to die so that you wouldn't be assaulted in that way? I think well, I've never been in that situation. Yeah, I hope you never are. wise um, I would absolutely want to know kind of like why, what was going through your brain. Mm-hmm. But I think absolutely in that moment, I would use self-defense um, just so that to get to the point where I can escape or save somebody else. Yeah. And it would always be wrong for them to have done that. Yeah. Right. Irregardless of whatever their past circumstances is, because rape is always wrong. Yes. So, so let's take, let's take that, right. Rape is always wrong, irregardless of, of what led somebody to do it or what, what reasons they might say that they did it. Let's take that to murder. The taking of an innocent human being's life is always wrong, regardless of what reason someone gives to do it. It is always wrong for me to take an innocent human being's life, even if I say, well, I killed them because I didn't like them. or I killed them because I didn't have money and they did. And so I took their money and now I can live. I killed them because X, Y, and Z. It is always going to be wrong to murder. Okay. Um, so within your definition, I know you said human, um, I think it should be, I think we can exclude the a human innocent because not to murder, it's just killing of another living being. Okay. Um, so, so then abortion by that definition, would, it, would abortion be murder? No, abortion is not murder. But you just said that murder is it's killing a living a person, but abortion is not murder. Because you also have to think of it like you can't what we're this like what you're trying to do right now is is the rights of you're trying to put two entities into one body and trying to figure out the rights of the other one. So murder is different um, when it comes to I guess like it's not even murder when you're talking about a fetus because it's not its own person. It's not autonomous. Except it survives with the mother and so does my one-year-old daughter my one-year-old daughter cannot survive on her own and neither can the person right now that's in a coma at the hospital so there's different types so your daughter survives on you socially a fetus survives on the mother physically 
my daughter survives off of my wife physically. If my wife wasn't alive, she would die. So if you can't feed if her. Ashley was not alive, don't wish yeah. that on her. Um, yeah. You actually had, there's different ways. Your daughters would still be alive because she'd okay. either then be going to your care or she would go to her to family members care if there's no family members and be put into foster care or she would be adopted so socially she is she would still live it just i don't think be the preference that i think we would want her to but physically a fetus has no other option and i think that goes back to a discussion that we had before that if a fetus could survive at two weeks and i think the only medical way that we could do that is by taking out the um by taking it out and implanting it, then yeah, at that point, that fetus is now socially being able to survive. But physically, there's no other option. At this point in time, physically, there's no other option for that fetus to survive. So, so it, it brings us to the problem. Would it, would it be fair to say then that but a, pers- a person in a coma that's hooked up to, a, to life support cannot survive on their own if they were disconnected from the life support they would not be able to survive is that human being on life support a person so in that case actually then you have power of attorney which i think goes right back to the point of so that person no longer has control of what happens to their body instead in that point somebody they appoint somebody else to make that decision for them so in that case with the fetus are they still a person though even that person on life support, are they still a person? I think. Uh, I would say. I think it depends on like the brain activity that's going on, but I think it would be the doctor's call on if it, they were a person or not. Uh, that's a much more complicated case, but I think when you go down to it, that person in a coma doesn't have can make decisions on their own. So another person is making that decision for them to continue life in the same of the fetus. The fetus doesn't have any autonomy of their own. And the mother is giving her own resources, her own being, and honestly risking her own life to continue that life inside of her. So, I mean, in a way, they're kind of the same thing. Somebody else is calling the shots on if the person in the coma is going to continue living or the fetus is going to continue living. Yeah, and that's where I think it's you get into some really, really dangerous, dangerous. I think problems. what's that called is a gray area. No, I think well, if if it was a debate on whether somebody's a human being is a person or not. And like I said before, yeah, from the moment of conception, we are made in the image of God. Like the reason that human beings have innate value and 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 purpose and are actually they actually mean something like we know that as human beings like you have a conscience that tells you right from wrong and it's because you're made in the image of god and it's a god-given conscience and we look at another human being we see human beings persons people as different than a dog and we know that human beings people have more value than dogs do because we're made people are made in the image of god from the moment of conception so like the 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 place that you're that you're advocating gets you into some really, really, really dangerous, dangerous ground. This is the same, the same line of thought that was followed by people that advocated for, and I'm not saying that this is what you're doing, 
But this is the same line of thought that was advocated, that advocated people, people used to advocate for things like slavery and for the extermination of the Jewish people in, in Nazi Germany. They said, they're not a person, they're a black person. They're, they're an African-American or they're African, they're black, they're not a person. And the slave owner determined what, who was a person and who wasn't. And in Nazi Germany, the leadership of, of Germany determined whether Jews were people or not, or whether, whether Jehovah's Witnesses or Christians that didn't line up with the Nazi party or communists were people or not. And so they could be exterminated. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that we're doing today with babies in the womb. We're saying, well, they're not a person, so we can kill them. Do you know what discrimination is? Yes. Okay. So what you're talking about is periods in history where a group of people decided to discriminate against another group of people based on their own prejudice with them. That's exactly what's happening. fetus cannot get discriminated against. If anything, you're discriminating against a woman because of her ability to have a child and i think that's why it's so important for us to talk about this issue maybe in the lights of women's rights because when you take away the ability of abortion or a woman's right to choose when she can have children and frankly the this the consent for her to use her own body for to grow another life you're talking about discrimination against women and holding them to a very outdated standard of keeping them in this nurturing maternal role that historically women have been held to. See, but we are, yeah, we are, we are definitely discriminating against other people. We're discriminating against the child in the womb who a lot of people don't see as as persons, you're discriminating against, you're right on, like, yeah, we're discriminating against women's, it's a women's rights issue. 50% of the babies aborted in the womb are women. What about their rights? What about the little girls in the womb that are killed every single day? Would that, would, if, if it's a, if, I mean, abortion disproportionately affects the child in the womb. They're the one that dies. They so don't even- I want to go back to this. So pregnancy disproportionately affects women as. So uh, pregnancy the- disproportionately affects women as um, a woman. I know that if I were to get pregnant, my body is at risk. I suffer from migraines. And I know that if I were to get pregnant, most likely I'm going to have to suffer a migraine for most of the months that I am pregnant. I know that I could potentially suffer from preeclampsia or even full-blown eclampsia. My body is at risk when I am at pregnant when I am pregnant. There is no risk to the fetus when it is inside of me. It is protected. My body was created to protect it. But I am now sacrificing my own body. Keeping a woman pregnant is you're now basically putting the rights of a fetus, something that is not a full-blown human. It is, is, does not have, so at the time of conception, there is no fingertips. There is no hair. There is no brain waves. There is nothing for for us to call this fetus a person, its own autonomous, its own autonomous individual. And 
when you you're right now putting the rights of a fetus that above of an autonomous woman no i'm i'm holding them to the same i value women and see the thing is you can't have two entities with the same rights occupying one body one has to have more rights yeah. than the other no, and, and that has to be the person that has the most autonomy and by, individualism by what, by what standard though like what ultimate standard would say that that is what we have to use because again we a, a child in a child in the womb is their own they have their own body they're their own person and if we were to use the same standard that you said right it, it, that they don't have the brain waves okay then let's take it to the person that's on the coma on the bed then we can kill that person because they don't have the brain waves and that's again that's that's the very very yeah, we, dangerous we can but it, that's up to the power of attorney it's not up to me and again the power of attorney for a fetus is that mother i'm holding the uh, I'm holding them the same, both of them, with the same value because they're both people. They're but both again, you human can't beings. have the same value when they're occupying the same body. One has to have rights. One has to have the decision-making power over the other. But, but according, like ultimately, who says so? Who says that's that's what has to happen in your worldview? It just logically you can't have that. No, I, I, I'm, and I'm asking that because earlier in the conversation, you you said that if you if a person somewhere else around the world were to kill somebody and eat them, it's not ultimately wrong because there is no such there is no standard of ultimate standard of right and wrong. So the ultimate standard of right or wrong, just this is from my own education. So right mm -hmm. and wrong is a social construct, depending on where you are. I don't think killing and cannibalism is correct, but it could be like correct. In the Donner case, well, that's a great one. The Donner case, but those people died and then they ate them. But oh no, I think they actually murdered one. But I mean, that's a great case study, though. When we look at that, right and wrong is a social construct, kind of like where you get your right and wrong is from a religious system that is a social construct. So it's but, based on our society that we live in for what right, right and wrong is. And I don't it, think when we talk about abortion, we're talking about right or wrong. We are talking about the rights of women. No, we and are how talking pregnancy about unfairly and unjustifiably affects them when you take away the ability for them to take for them to control their bodies. And when you don't allow a woman to have easy access to birth control or when um, sex education isn't readily available. You're taking these rights away from women for them to have autonomy over their own body. So what are we going to do with, with all of this? And again, my solution to abortion is that we have better sex education, more access to contraceptions, and we have more social programs to support women. Okay. So, so let's say we did all those things that you're advocating for. Should abortion still be an option? Yes, abortion still, should still be an option because there's always going to be extritioning circumstances such as rape or incest or, um, or health risks where a woman, I think rightfully so, deserves to make that choice. Okay. So where that's a, that's the thing, Michelle, like, again, if it can be proven, and, and again, I'm, I'm making the case from, from the moment of conception, a human being is, is a person and 
and there is such a standard of right and wrong because the thing is if we were to follow the 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 argument that you're posing that right and wrong is a social construct to its logical conclusion we could never ever put anybody in prison we could never prosecute no like our social construct is that you're like twisting my words so it is a social construct so i was raised socially that we need to have prisons i don't think there should be for-profit prisons i think there's definitely a better way that we can do that um but again right and wrong is a social construct again like how you get your right and wrong from a religious system I see right and wrong as more of a black and right. It's not something is definitely right or something is definitely wrong. There was, is always going to be a gray area with that. And the same is with abortion. Was was it definitely wrong for the, the Nazi regime in, in Nazi Germany to exterminate the Jewish people? So genocide... Is it right or wrong? I don't believe is right in any way. But what's going on is not a genocide. We're not discriminating against. We're not getting rid of an entire. We're not getting rid of an entire group of people. We, we are, are sixty million people in the womb. Over sixty million. That's been that's t- over ten times more than the Holocaust in America alone. Okay. So so like so if our if we were to go to not Germany, we were to say to the to the SS. Uh, guards at the at the concentration camp that jewish person that walked in is a person and you cannot murder them and they were to say i don't think i i don't i don't believe that they're a person and my society doesn't believe that they're a person so we can kill them would that be would that be right or wrong Hello. Oh, sorry. I'm just googling something. Because I think, I mean, if 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 uh, if right and wrong are societal construct constructs, then we can mm, never okay. look, so, look at at societies and and say this is something that should happen or this is something that shouldn't happen. So again, ultimately, oh, where are you? I lost you. How do I go back? Okay. Uh, so can you repeat that? Sorry. So if, if we were to take, if we were to say that right and wrong are societal constructs and are things that our society determines that are true or false, right or wrong, mm-hmm. would we, and we were to take that to, to Nazi Germany, where they saw the Jewish people as less than human and therefore they were to be exterminated. And we were to talk to the prison guard at the concentration camp and say, you cannot kill that person. You cannot kill that Jewish person because they are a person. And they said, in this society, we don't see them as people. They can be killed. Would it be wrong for that, those people to murder or to kill That's wrong, the Jewish people? Genocide. That's discrimination towards a group of people. And like, honestly, but, that's not what abortion is is um and quite frankly i don't understand how you can compare the holocaust to abortion um just because again what 
the, I'm, I'm having a hard time following that logic because fetuses are not people. And I mean, we're not even targeting. I mean, you can say in some sense that um, abortion can be used as a method of genocide. Um, but in all and how Amer it's used in America, it is not genocide because we're not trying to eradicate a certain group of people. And that's what genocide is. We're not targeting a certain ethnic group. We're not targeting a certain group of existing people. We are, except, except we are. We're saying that a fetus is not a person. A fetus we is not a person. Them. That's what, exactly, that's what you're saying. And, the, and, and I say this respectfully, but that's the same thing that the people in Nazi Germany said about the Jews. They said, those Jews aren't people. We can kill them. No, what the, what the Nazis were talking about were discrimination, and it's disgusting. Um, a fetus is not a person, Why? and there's if, no discrimination in that. If, if, if right and wrong is determined by the society, and the society at the time in the 1930s in Nazi Germany said the Jewish people can be exterminated, and that society determined that was the good thing to do, that was the right thing to do, was that ultimately wrong for them to do? Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, yeah. But to them, no. So, so it would be permissible. It would be a, you would say that ultimately that's not a wrong thing. Okay, maybe I need to step back a little bit because, so there are, I think, as just human beings, basic guidelines to right and wrong, but ultimately there, it is a social construct. So ultimately, as a human being that is compassionate and empathetic, genocide is a bad thing that is not related to abortion. Except for the fact that we are saying these, these people, these fetuses, which fetus, by the way, means small child, these fetuses... These well, people. fetus is also a medical term, so it is, but it, it's derived from. We can, we can from, try looking at the semantics of it, but in how it's commonly used, yeah. it's a medical term. Yeah, and there's a reason though why we use that term, because it's, it's the it's the the Latin word for because our words have meaning and they come from somewhere. It's the Latin word for ch small child. And there's a reason why we use that when we refer to. What's the What's the what does zygote mean then in I don't know what that Latin specific. If we're going to start looking uh, at the semantics of it. Let's, let's look it up. <laughs> Fertilized ovum is what the. It's yeah. So, that, but, but I'm just saying that like, there's a reason why we use, why we use these words, right? Uh, we use, I mean, we use the word how, baby. Who speaks Latin now? How no long has it been since we <laughs> used Latin? And do you know how many <laughs> medical terms are derived from Latin? And oh, yeah. So I think it's, I mean, you can definitely use it as like an emotional standpoint to say, oh yeah, fetus means little person in Latin, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just a medical term. That was derived because we saw the child in the womb for what it is, a small child. And so we use that word to describe a small child in the womb. And it's, it, is, it is medically today, of course. It's the same way, like baby, uh, teenager, adult we're talking about the same thing we're talking about a person and that's what i'm saying is is that f because we as human beings are made in the image of god ultimately who determines right and wrong from the moment of conception that is a person irregardless of whether we say it is or not there is a standard of right and wrong and it is wrong for us to take that innocent human being's life that innocent person's life in the womb and to do so to discriminate against them based upon their 
because right now your arguments is location, right? Location and level of development because they are in the mother's womb, we can kill them. And because they are not as developed as us, we can kill them. But you're putting the rights of a fetus over a woman. Have you ever thought about why a woman would seek out abortion? I have talked. I have, I have actually interacted with a lot of women that have sought out abortion. Oh, and what did they say? And when given the opportunity to escape the situation that they're in, many of them have chosen to go ahead with the abortion. What were their situations? I don't know the specifics, but we were off, I have offered... Friends and I have offered to adopt their children, to help provide for them, help them find a job, help them find a place to stay, help them out of abusive relationships. Is that what they find themselves in? Help them to to go to somewhere where they can find help, even if they don't want it from from me directly. And they have gone and, and killed that baby in the womb. I mean, it would be really strange just to accept that from a stranger. Have you ever thought about maybe developing social programs for that? So instead of being outside planned yeah, or abortion clinics, have you ever advocated for social programs to help that? I am, I am willing to, if anybody is listening right now, I am willing to in any way, shape or form that is in, within my power to help. We have, we, we have had uh, friends, friends of ours have thrown a baby shower, baby showers for women for a woman that that was pregnant i'm not saying uh, when you say social programs i'm guessing are you meaning like government programs that then help provide for for people yeah so like prenatal um prenatal programs social just social programs that help support I, women who are in those situations i am willing to and i, I am think our to, efforts would be better suited if we are going to again, try to make abortion less of an attractive option to support programs that would feel women more empowered to continue the pregnancy and have control of their lives. But we already, a a lot of these, these programs are already available now. Not as widely. Not as widely, but let's not move the goalpost. Like, okay, you could always say, well, this person over here is, doesn't have access to it. So therefore let's allow all these other people. I, I'm saying like out of my personal, like I am not willing to, because I think it is wrong to steal from others to give to another person. I don't, I don't think that the government is the best route to do this. I am willing to out of my own personal pocket to help somebody. And maybe that's not even money, but whether that's like babysitting or, or giving them diapers. What do you or clothes, mean stealing? How does, are oh, you mean like taxes? Taxing taxing somebody else to give to someone else. Yes. Kind of like how they tax our roads? Yes. For our school system? Yes. That's a whole other conversation. But yes, <laughs> I, see, I see that as taxation because you don't have a choice. You're, t- you're getting your money taken from you. And I, and I think if you want to help. Don't you see someone- that as like giving back to your community in a bigger sense than just what one person can do instead of one person trying to give back to the community. It's everybody in the community pulling together yeah. to do that. I'm willing. Yeah. If they're, if they want to voluntarily do that, that's totally fine. But to force somebody, even if they don't I mean, want we to. elect our government officials to determine our taxes. So in a way we are, we are, vo- we are putting our voice in for how our taxes are used. And I think if we elect those into office who create the budget, then 
basically you're doing what you're saying, like what you want to do, but I think to a more impactful level instead of just an individual. You can only babysit so many kids. You can only adopt so many kids. Mm-hmm. But if you want yeah. to make a bigger impact, I think yeah, I can, giving I, back to the community in a broader sense is yeah. better. Yeah, and I can I can I can um implore or suggest to people to do the same without forcing them to do so. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, no, like we we can I can I could I'm speaking for myself and I know there are other people there. There are many people that I know that would be willing to help mothers in that situation. But when given that, given that opportunity, they have chosen not to, not to take that, not to take. That's her decision to make. But let's, let's put it this way, Michelle. If I even, because it is murder is a taking of an innocent human being's life is innocent person's life. A human being is always a person. A human being is always a person. And so even if I, even if, even if we were to meet every single need in someone's life, or even if, even if we weren't able to meet every single need in someone's life, it is going to be wrong for them to murder. Even if in my life, like I said at the, at the very beginning, even if I were to, even if it was to my own detriment, to where I would lose everything, if I continue to provide for my daughter and that because it was so expensive for whatever reason, it would still be wrong for me to kill her. It would still be murder. And so the same thing is true with this child in the womb. And regardless of what the outside circumstances, murder is always wrong. No, so no, again, if we're revisiting the whole kill your daughter thing, um, which kind of sounds like, are you okay? Um, just kidding. Um, it's again she you have options with your daughter since she has been born you have the option to give her up for adoption you have the option to have her live with friends family while you get yourself settled you have all these different options that dispense for you but for a woman who is pregnant there is no option besides continuing the pregnancy and again we need to look at why women seek it in the first place. Pregnancy adversely affects the woman. As a man, there's, and I don't like saying this because men are great for our society, but when it comes to pregnancy, and I've had these discussions with my fiance too, he says that as a man, he can empathize, but he will never tr- know the true, um, the true decisions and the life it is like to carry a child. He knows that it's something that's going to affect me more than him. Ultimately, it's going to be my body that's going to get stretch marks. It's my body where I'm going to have to take prenatal vi- vitamins. It's my I'm going to have to not only think about myself, but something else inside of me 24-7 for nine months while my fiance doesn't have to. So when it comes to this discussion and why it's a woman's rights issue, it's because until we are medically advanced where women don't have to bear the brunt of pregnancy, abortion is a necessary evil to keep equality within our, within our society. No. And, that's, and it's interesting that you said the word evil again. It's very interesting that you said that because you're acknowledging it as a bad thing, 
but you don't yeah, see I don't it. agree with abortion. But I also know that women, again, 75% of women who seek out abortion are below the poverty line. And I think that's super telling about how pregnancy affects those women um, and just affects our society as a whole. If, yeah. But it ultimately doesn't make make the evil right. It doesn't make it a it doesn't make it good. And so the, the, this, the difference, I think, is that we see pregnancy as, as different things. Because a human being is in the womb, a person is in the womb, pregnancy shouldn't be seen as a burden, just as parenthood shouldn't be seen as a burden. It is a blessing. It is a good thing. Children are a gift. Like my life has completely been flipped upside down with the birth of my daughter. And I can't do the things that I once was able to do whenever I wanted to do as affected my life. But it is a blessing because she is a person made in the image of God and she's, it's worth it. Like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Pregnancy is a hard thing. I've seen it with my wife and she's pregnant right now and it's not an easy thing, but it's a blessing because we know that what's in the womb is a person made in the image of God with innate worth. And because we, by the, by the grace of God, like we, we have this child in the womb, it's worth it. Like children are a blessing in our society. Unfortunately, we see children as a burden a lot of the time. And so that's, that's why I think abortion, that's one of the reasons why I think abortion is, is so widespread is because instead of seeing children for the blessing that they are, we see them as a burden and as an obstacle to achieving the things that we want to achieve in our lives. So I don't, beautiful, by the way, uh, I don't think our society views children as a burden. I know many people that have children, have enjoyed them, but I also know that children, I think our society takes rearing children so seriously that we want to create the perfect conditions for them. And I think abortion to some people is a way for them to make sure that they are ready personally for to make sure that they are stabil there's a stability for that child to grow up in so i see it differently i think our society views child rearing so seriously and takes as such a high responsibility that we look at having widely available contraceptive as a way for women and honestly couples parents to control how they can provide for their existing children or their future children. I don't see it as us as a burden. I know I've heard some t friends talk about like, ah, I want to, there's goals that we want to meet so that we, we, we are personally fulfilled. So that way we can then have this fulfillment with children, if that makes sense, which I think is different than how you view it. But it's, I don't think that we view children as a burden. But do you do you not see the 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 contradiction there in saying we want to to create we want to be to create the right environment for children to thrive that we're willing to kill children in the womb that that's like how how in the world is it good for children to kill children in the womb? So there's actually many studies um, actually about. Um, the psychological effects of children growing up in households where there's parents with deeply rooted conflicts. So I think in some ways, when people seek out abortions, 
they are thinking that it is a better alternative than the child growing up in the environment that that person is currently in. And again, you might not agree. And that's why this is called disagree with me. But (laughs) that's there's just there are studies that show that children thrive in different environments than others, which is why I take birth control. I know all of these studies, all these things about child development. And I want to make sure that if I was to have a child, I can be so present for them and they can live and thrive in a way that I currently can't give for them right now. Or possibly I grew up in an environment and I saw things where I'm like, man, if only this environment was different, I could have like thrived more in this. I don't think anybody who seeks out an abortion is constantly saying like, Heck yeah, gonna destroy this life. Nobody goes into an abortion like that. I and have seen people. I, I seen always people want to. I am the kind of person that assumes good intent, and I think abortion is this good intent of waiting to give a better life. But to at the to the point, and where I don't you... see it as a contradiction because a fetus is not a person; it is genetically a human being. Again. It... <laughs> And a human being is a person. A human being is a person. Again, you're using the level of development and location argument, which we will not, we would never use that with anybody else. We'd like, we would never say that just because somebody is in Timbuktu, we can kill them. But we would say because they're in the mother's womb, that location where they're at, we can kill them. Which is, I think, the contradiction that I see with that there is we're willing to because we think that their standard of living would not be up to stand to to what we think it should be. We are willing to then say, well, let's kill them. Could we use that same logic to say, well, there's a lot of poor kids in foster care right now that are living very hard lives. Should those kids be dead? No, and I think you're just making stretches here. So I'm, I'm following again, the argument to a fetus is not a person while a child who is absolutely born and and is in the foster care is a person living experiences and having autonomy, making their own decisions mm-hmm. independent of somebody else's. Um, no, but again, those children have options. We as a society have options to help those children. If we didn't have those options, would it be wrong to kill them? Yes. Why? Because they're, they're persons. Okay. That's but again, okay. the whole <laughs> thing with abortion is that it's not, are they human? Of course they're human. It's when do we start defining personhood? And you're going to talk to a different person who disagrees with you on abortion that might say that, because there's some cultures that, that say this, that a person is in person until they're two years old. And so should that, person, that do that. Should, should that person be able to then kill that two-year-old child? I don't know what that culture does. I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> but would again, be, that's just different wrong? lines of thinking and it's just exposure for that and how to maybe shift mindset on abortion. I don't think abortion is this just this black and white. There's so much gray and so much in the middle of it that I don't think we'll ever come to a consensus on what to do about it because again, I still think it's a woman's right issue until that until we can have other people take on the burden of the pregnancy through gestation. So if we are medically advanced and that fetus can be implanted into another person who wants to take that on, perfect. 
but until we get to that, it is a women's right issue and it needs to be accessible for women to have an equal life to men. I don't think I don't think murder should ever be accessible to anybody, regardless of the of the of the reasoning. Again, you're falling back into the same place to to where the people in Nazi Germany said these Jews are not people. They're not they're not persons. So we can kill them. And that's I don't, and that's I don't get that because you're trying to compare genocide. So the, <laughs> what I was doing on my laptop was sort of defining genocide and so uh-huh. the eradication of a specific group, uh, a specific group of people. Abortion mm-hmm. is not doing that. You're not targeting anybody. And I you're did targeting, say earlier, you're targeting you can argue children. that abortion can be used as a form to perpetrate perpetrate genocide. But nobody's being targeted. If anything, it's. It's just allowing women to be equal to men and having control over their bodies on when they can have children. Again, because women bear the consequence unequally to men. Men don't ever have to think about, oh, is my career going to, am I going to have to pause my career because of a child? Am I going to have to think about the money it's going to cost to birth a child. Am I going to have to think about child care um, in the future? It's the pregnancy <laughs> is unfairly put onto the woman's body. So that means it is up to the woman to choose what she wants to do okay. with her body and okay. the consent of what happens so, with it. So, so by that line of logic, then let's forget about the 25 week limit. Because that child is in her womb up until 40 weeks until the baby is born. So should she be able to, up to the point of where that child is born, should she be able to kill that child? It's the 25 week period is, is, is relevant by that standard. Uh, It depends. Um, For me personally, this is a personal issue. There's no right or wrong with it if um up to 40 weeks i don't think so um up until the child can live independently by itself outside the womb which is about 25 weeks like there's no way that you can have a conversation about abortion and try to take away what i personally believe in. it's you just can't say well if we take away the 25 week thing it's it's still there for me you can't ask me that question and tell me to ignore that no, because because the 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 reasoning that you have been using is that because the child is in the woman's body and it disproportionately affects her, and that child is living because the it's inside the woman, it is living inside the woman at twenty five weeks. It's living inside the woman at twelve weeks. It's living inside the woman at thirty five weeks. Should she be able to kill that child, even if she has all these other options, because that child is in the womb? Should it what be, are the other options? They're honestly they're irrelevant if the standard is if it's inside her body she can do with it as she. No, I think it's can. I think that's a fair question because you keep asking me what 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 about your killing your daughter? What are the other yeah. options for a woman who has a who is pregnant? What are the other <laughs> options? And the options can't be her having to grow the fetus inside of her. What are her that's, what are options? That's that's what I'm saying is that the options are the options don't determine the morality of the situation. If it is but always wrong. Options. We're going to look at the options. If we are looking at you're saying that the fetus cannot 
be outside the mother's womb, what are her options then? Her only options with pregnancy is to see it through or, or to terminate it. Those are yes. the only options for a pregnant should, woman. Should she be able to terminate it at 35 weeks? If those, are, if those are her only options. To terminate at 35 weeks? Yes. It's either... That's absurd. She's basically seen the pregnancy through. That's an absurd... But, but yes, that's what I'm saying, Michelle, is that nothing has changed. The, ba- the child in the womb is still in her. And if we follow your standard, if we follow what you said, which is that because the child is in her womb and it disproportionately affects her she has the right to take their life so i mean sure so you would you would say that that she should be able to take that child's life at 35 weeks it's her body it's her decision okay at that point i personally wouldn't make that decision but we need to keep it open because against situations change for everybody there are definitely situations medically where it a doctor would recommend a woman to terminate a pregnancy at 35 weeks. There are circumstances where medically that is necessary and it's up to the woman if she would like to decide to do that. Okay. Fair enough. Again, 35 weeks, 25, two weeks, it's a human being, person in the womb and it's it's murder. That's where, that's where I stand because okay. again, 12 years old, 25, 27, 23, 55, whatever, lying in a coma in a hospital, They are a person, they're a human being because they're made in the image of God and they have innate worth. And and that's, that's, that's where we, I think we, we differ is, is because. We differ on where we define personhood. We do. Like, that's just where it is. I think that's worth every abortion conversation. That's where we differ and we're never going to find that common ground because there's literally I was reading up on it the entire weekend. There's like five different ways that people can define personhood. Yeah. But either they're either they're all wrong or one of them is right and the others or are Or they're wrong. all right. Nope. There's there can't be two contradicting things that can be right at the at the same time. I mean, time. you contradict yourself. Can I do, but that means then I'm I'm wrong one of those times or both of those. I mean, times. Again, this is not a black and white. You're going to have contradictories. And I think trying to look at life with no contradictories is pointless because you're always going to contradict yourself. I think it's just just trying to find that common ground where um, everybody is able to live a life that would allow them to have um, life, liberty, and happiness. And if we can all commonly define where personhood begins, I think that's a great start. But again, there's so many people mm -hmm. and there's so many ideas on where personhood begins. And I'm just one person that believes that it begins once it, the fetus can live outside the mother's womb medically. Uh, maybe medically. I haven't decided that yet. And it's okay. It's okay to change your mind on these things as you learn new things about yourself and what's going out there. But this is something where if you're trying to make and convince people about it, it's so personal that I think you're just going to end up hitting your head against a wall. 
No, I can encounter another pro-choice person. And even though we believe women have the same choice, we're going to fundamentally differ on one person. Hood begins. I know people who believe that life begins at conception. They are pro-choice and we can fundamentally be different on that. Man, I, I, again, I, I don't think you ultimately live your life this way though, Michelle, because I think you and I would both agree that killing somebody and eating them is wrong, regardless of what the situation is. Even if, even if 99% of the population was to say that, that uh, it is right to kill and eat people, it would always be wrong. Even if the, the society said it was right for us to steal black people and enslave them and treat them as, as property instead of as human beings. Oh, there's still people that believe that slavery yeah. was and, right. And <laughs> today, today. Exactly. But if we follow the line of logic that you're using to where you say that it is a personal choice or that it is a societal choice, then we can't ultimately say that that is wrong. We couldn't point back to the to America's past where chattel slavery was a thing and say that that was a wrong thing because the society at that time and place believed that it was a good thing. And we couldn't point back to Nazi Germany and say that was a bad thing or a wrong thing because the society in that time and place said it was a good thing to exterminate the Jews. Yeah. And Maybe the same- I, it was a mistake for me to use right and wrong too broadly because that's how I view, I think personally view right and wrong as a societal thing because yeah, slavery was societally right, but then you had abolitionists with it. But I think the tides are... I think when we start continuing and we look at abortion in a historical context, I think ultimately when you live, leave the choice up to the person who is unfairly being impacted by continuing a pregnancy that they don't want to continue, I believe that I believe that, that would be looked at as the right way of doing it historically. If we were to go 200 years in the future. Yeah, but history doesn't determine morality, ultimately. No, it doesn't, but you're also trying to determine morality in the present right now when... Yeah. Do you, do, and I guess that's ultimately where we differ is I believe that there is such a standard as right, of right and wrong. There is such a standard of, of truth, and that standard is God himself, the God that created you and I. And even if we were to say that he doesn't exist, he does, because we don't determine reality. He does. Even if I was to say I don't believe in gravity, it doesn't matter. It's still there. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I think that's our fundamental difference is that if, and I'm saying, I'm saying this, you're saying this right now, that reality is, or right and wrong is determined by the society, but that's not how you view things. Because I, again, I think you have a conscience that tells you that murder is right or wrong. Slavery is right or wrong. Yeah, of course. But I think when you're, I, I mean, you talk broadly about right or wrong and how it comes from your religious system. I'm talking about right or wrong from a humanistic standpoint that it's societal. And you, I mean, that's where I'm do. getting my right and wrong, but I personally have different rights or wrongs that are, that I personally believe. I personally believe that cannibalism and killing somebody to eat them is wrong. But, um, I don't know. If somebody, if somebody were to, to do that, you wouldn't tell them that it is, or would you? I would tell them. I'd be like, hey, that's, that ain't right, man. Okay. 
That's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> who no, go ahead. To judge doesn't um, you're Christian. Don't are you not supposed to like cast the first stone or something? Uh, we're supposed to to judge with the right judgment. Jesus says we're not supposed to judge hypocritically. And so judging with right judgment is judging with with God's standards, right? And I, I know I'm a sinner. I'm a I have failed God. I know that, but by the grace of God, I have been shown grace in that we can repent of our sins and trust in Christ and we can be forgiven of our sins because of his sacrifice. And ultimately, right and wrong is determined by God. Like we're told in the Bible to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. None of us is going to be perfect, but there is a standard of perfection. There is a standard of good and bad, good and evil. And abortion ultimately is, is murder, not because I don't like it, but because God says you shall not murder and that the person in the womb is made in his image and we cannot and we should not kill innocent human beings, innocent babies. Okay. So, I mean, just like myself, I can't, I've done some pretty bad things in my life and I can't. And I think that in my own mindset, I was like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. But again, that's just where I was in my life looking back and it, yeah, wrong. But when I look at somebody doing something I personally don't agree with, it is not my place to tell them what is right or wrong as something, especially with something as personal like murder. Yeah, that's that's wrong. Nobody deserves to be murdered. But when we're talking about abortion, again, we look at personhood very differently. And I think this is why we define murder in a very different way. I can't judge somebody um, being a person that has the ability to get pregnant and may have had one or two um, scares in her life. I can't, I can't judge a woman for having to seek out an abortion because I can feel it. I can empathize with that. And I, in a way, understand. And I, again, I can't judge somebody for making a decision that's so personal to themselves and only affects themselves. And ultimately the child in the womb that doesn't get to live. But um, it's getting kind of late now. I don't know. If, is there anything kind of to wrap up the conversation that you would like to, to end things on? Um, I guess like quick takeaways from this conversation, yeah. because I think we are both right. I think when it comes to discussion, especially with the taboo topics, I think everybody is right in their own sense. So I think biggest takeaway for your listeners would be that um, when it comes to abortion, it's I think fundamentally the difference in how we define personhood that makes us such a hot button topic and so personal for people. Fair enough. Alrighty. Well, again, thank you so much, Michelle, for, for coming on, on the podcast and having a, having a considerate conversation. Obviously we both believe very strongly in the things that we, we've been talking about. Yeah. That's what makes us human. It's part of the human experience. Yes, it is. And I guess ultimately what I want to leave you with is that there is a standard of truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And and Jesus Christ, God himself, he came to earth. He lived a life that we could never live. Like We have sinned against him and we deserve his wrath in hell. That's what I deserve. And yet he has been merciful and shown grace and dying on the cross and rising again. And like my hope for you and for everybody listening is that they would turn from their sin and trust in him and they would have eternal life. And, and again, he can forgive us of our worst sin. He can forgive us of our lying, of our murder, of the thoughts that we have that, that they go against his word, against him, his nature. 
and ultimately uh, what's best for people is that they repent of their sins and trust in Christ and see the world through his eyes, through his word, through his worldview, because he's the one that made us. And when we do so, it, things start to make sense and, and the world is, we see it for what it's supposed to be. And we can acknowledge that there is such a thing as right and there's a such thing as wrong. And we can work to fix the wrongs because we know the standard of right that we have to to fix it. So that's that's ultimately what I want to leave you with and, and our 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 listeners, whoever's listening at this point. Um, but we like to do something here, Michelle, a little bit differently. Kind of we've had like a conversation about something that's very heavy and and uh, are we doing a palate cleanser? You could call it that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could call it that. Um, and and I love this. Is my favorite question, and I jokingly call it the most important question of the night. Okay. And so there's only one right answer to this question. Okay. Ah dang. Okay. Just, Let me pull this. out my philosophy book really quick <laughs> on how there can be multiple right right answers to it. But okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the most important question of the night. Which is better? Chipotle or Qdoba? Oh man, I've only been to Qdoba once. I'm going to say Chipotle. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I know you don't allow swear words, but there's this hot sauce caused, called um, Dr. Aspern's and it's this okay. jalapeno flavor. Amazing. And it's great with Chipotle. It's not spicy at all. You just get like the the taste of jalapeno amazing yeah. i highly recommend you get that from amazon i'll have to try it i had chipotle today and it was hit the spot it's the perfect 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 meal and i'll have to try it next time with some of that sauce yes caleb likes qdoba and right now he's somewhere in the shadows so we can't see him and he's doing something else he typically like tries to fight for qdoba and i'm happy that you I'm going to give Qdoba this. Their cheese sauce, out of this world. Chipotle okay. needs to up their game with that cheese sauce. But I, to be quite honest, I've never, I've been to Qdoba once and I've never sought them out again. So I think that, I think that really just tells what team I'm on. Yes. Awesome. We, we, we agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on. Um, you're very brave for coming on this podcast. Yeah, no problem. Let me know if you want me on again. Um, ooh, yeah, let me know if you want me on again. I'd be more than happy to. <laughs> if you, so you enjoyed much. this conversation. I did. No, we definitely got to have you on. There's, I think there's a lot more we disagree on that we could talk about. Oh, maybe. I want to try. I want to find something we can agree on, but that will make a fun podcast, like something like hard hitting. But, yeah. you know, we'll get there. We, yeah, we <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to leave us a, a review. Let us know who you disagree with. Um, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. And which one's better, Chipotle or Kidoba? Peace. Bye. <laughs>